You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda, and today's topic, this is a follow-up in the series Gateway to a New Economy. Uh, Last week, we put something out regarding Japan testing uh, their digital currency, specifically Japan's central bank testing a digital currency. Uh, Shout out to the gentleman who put in the comment section that the U.S. also started, meaning the U.S. Central Bank, a.k.a. Federal Reserve, also started testing their digital currency uh, the week of November 15th. So... I am minding my business, and then what runs across my desk was that India, so the nation of India, is literally piloting their digital currency, okay? So I just wanted to give this quick update. Uh, I wanted you to hear it straight from India's central bank digital currency, and you can see this is the retail, right? This is the retail pilot, Um, and they put this video up uh, about five days ago, okay? So they're saying November 21st, all right? So we're going to play this video. Let's see what the central bank has to say. India's central bank. And then uh, we'll come back and uh, just read a little bit more on it, and then we'll wrap this up. Okay, so let's uh, go ahead and see what India's central bank has to say. Today is a historic day when India's central bank digital currency retail pilot is being launched for a closed user group. Globally, multiple nations are experimenting with the digital form of currency based on their respective motivations. With today's pilot launch of digital rupee, India has added another feather to its cap of being a front-runner in providing digital financial services in the world. You would be able to use digital rupee with the same confidence and trust which you placed while using physical bank notes issued by the Reserve Bank of India. Through the use of token-based digital rupee, citizens would be able to make or receive payments in currency in completely digital mode through a mobile app. This digital nature of rupee shall make the currency transactions easier, safer, faster and cheaper. The use of digital rupee is also expected to reduce the operational costs related to management of physical currency while also furthering financial inclusion in the Indian economy. Let us understand the journey of digital rupee for the common public, which will traverse the path from the Reserve Bank of India to your mobile app in seconds. Based on the requirement placed by banks, 
digital rupee will be created by RBI using latest technology and will be digitally issued to the banks in a secure manner. Customers will be able to place the request for digital rupee through the digital wallet in their mobile app provided by their banks and the requested amount shall get credited to their digital rupee wallets. Thereafter, just like physical currency, users will be able to transact in digital rupee with other individuals and at merchant locations who are having the digital rupee wallet. Digital rupee shall bring together the trust reposed in the Reserve Bank of India and the benefits of emerging cutting-edge technologies. Going forward, RBI will also work towards achieving interoperability of digital rupee with other payment systems and bringing secure offline feature for wider and more inclusive access of digital rupee in locations where internet connectivity is poor or not there. The pilot will cover few cities across India with select banks. It is a belief of RBI that use of digital currency shall further India's digital economy. We hope that all of us become a part of RBI's unique initiative and through use of digital rupee add a new dimension to our fast evolving digital economy. All right, so there you have it. Uh, again, this is coming straight from the source. This is India's Central Bank Digital Currency. They are literally doing a pilot. Uh, so those that are familiar with cryptocurrency, I uh, know you saw in there. <laughs> know you saw in there the digital wallets. No, you saw in there how they said those digital wallets would be uh, tied directly to your bank account and how the Fed Reserve would be involved in that, okay? And if you've really been doing a lot of research on the companies that has been uh, behind the scenes over these years, over the past, whew, it's really been longer than 10 years, but nonetheless, because uh, I think what Bitcoin started in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think it was 2008. But none, nonetheless, let's just say within the last six, seven years, you've been doing research on the different companies that's been involved. I found it interesting that one of the companies uh, listed in here regarding the technology kind of chuckled to myself uh, because that's exactly one of the companies, tech companies, that we've seen in the white papers behind the uh, stable coins, okay? So, in other words, they've been planning this for quite some time, Okay. You can say as late as 2008, when Bitcoin first hit the scenes, that was really a test ground to get early adopters, all right? So even back in 2008, I mean, we want to keep it all the way real. It was only secret operations, allegedly and supposedly, Okay, I don't know this for sure. This is alleged. 
that uh, secret uh, government agency operations was using bitcoins, and then it was an entire black market bitcoin back in 2008, okay? They were the early adopters of this concept of going to a cashless society. So let's be clear. I want us to understand what we mean when we talk about digital currency. We are talking about getting rid of cash, a cashless society. So I thought it was really, 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 really interesting that India is out the gate automatically pretty much starting a pilot, a retail pilot. So meaning they're putting it in the hands of regular everyday folk, a couple, not all, because that's what a pilot means. Pilot means a small group or a test group before you roll it out to everybody, okay? So I found that interesting that they have already gone ahead and uh, giving this particular technology, this digital currency technology, to a pilot group to focus on the retail. So meaning how uh, everyday transactions from a regular person slash consumer perspective will use digital currency, okay, that they used India, okay, because what immediately came to my mind when I saw India was piloting uh, a central bank digital currency, it brought me back to a few little years ago when people in India woke up out the bed and was told you need to take all of your particular cash, this particular denomination um, of cash, and you need to get it in the bank. You got so many days to get it in the bank, okay? Because if you don't do that, we're going to render that cash useless. And immediately, immediately I was like, ooh, Okay, number one, they're doing it for a couple folds. Number one, they want people to start paying taxes on them ends, okay? So meaning you out here willing and dealing, being a small business owner, doing these cash transactions, you know, these government agencies, we're not getting a cut, i.e. we're not getting taxes, okay? So that was the main obvious point. The global initiative, I immediately thought, okay, they are prepping this particular population that a large portion of this population use cash only. They're trying to reel them in, get them comfortable with using banks, using a bank card, all of this particular jazz, because they're going to roll out this um, cashless society slash digital currency. So I don't think it's any, any mistake whatsoever that India is one of the pilot nations for a central bank digital currency, okay? And the other fold to India being uh, one of, uh, because this is a big deal. This is a big deal for them to do a pilot 
um, for digital currency. And then the other fold for India being this particular uh, chosen nation to do this pilot, number one, find it interesting that you have Japan, now you have India, so, you know, Asian nations. It we, it'll be interesting to see when China announces its, its uh, central uh, bank digital currency, because when China does that, uh, it's going to be big news, right? Okay, because China is now a mover and shaker as far as in the economy sense, all right? So the, uh, the last piece of India being involved, so it's the Asia piece, it's the piece uh, that they've just moved a large portion of their population from being cash-driven transactions to you need to get your money in the bank. And then the other aspect is that a lot of technology outsourcing goes to India, okay? Now, this is, this is just me uh, talking from a tech perspective. Okay, so I thought that was interesting as well, but I think all of those factors I just mentioned above, um, India definitely having the um, knowledge base or portion of the population that's into tech that could actually um, build the specifications for a central uh, bank digital currency and uh, get it stood up for the nation. Now, let's be clear. India did not come up with this technology. Japan did not come up with this technology. And any of these other nations that are going to roll on to central bank digital currency, they did not come up with the technology. The technology was invented here in the United States. How long that technology has existed, we don't know. We know uh, only thing we could say for sure, it showed up on the scene early, late uh, 2008, uh, early 2009. Hint, hint, you get where I'm going with that, right in the midst of the uh, worldwide housing crash, okay? Bitcoin showed up on the, on the scenes, and guess what? Somebody, well, I take that back, supposedly and allegedly somebody from Japan, a dude, a cat from Japan, that they can't find his living, breathing body, he's not public, supposedly and allegedly developed Bitcoin as a concept, and that's how it got started, uh, which makes sense also why Japan is uh, testing out their digital currency. I am telling you, that more than likely this alleged Japanese person that has yet to this day been public did not really come up with this concept. This was something invented uh, behind the scenes by the true global powers, but the technology itself, the idea came from the global powers, let's be clear, the idea came from the global powers, the, power, the powers that set policies from a society standpoint. And that's in every sense of the way, from birth rates to um, the economy, right, to government, to social issues, 
they set those things at a minimum 100 years in advance, okay? So this cashless society was a part of that, okay? So they came up with the idea of the cashless society, right? And if you read any type of sci-fi novels, whatever the case may be, sci-fi movies, you know that there's been buzz talking about a cashless society for quite some time now, all right? So those people that set the policy, which is a small, very, very small group, okay, extremely small group that set those 100-year policies, uh, put it in motion for the, the tech heads to actually build the technology, all right? So I just wanted to give you all some insights so we can really start looking at these things, not only from nation to nation and not only from globally, but to understand how all of these things are really global and how there is a small group of folk that are setting global slash world policies. Okay. All right. So with that said, uh, just as a quick reminder on India, this never did come up. CNN, you got to do better with your little raggedy sites. Okay. Um, so this India back in um, 2017, 50 days of pain, what happened when India trashed its cash? All right. So I want to play out a video and chow, as you can see. Uh, it, it's an old article, so it probably can't pull a little video. So let's just real quick. Um, when Prime Minister Modi suddenly banned most of India's cash on November 8th, he warned that difficulties could persist, persist Sorry, for 50 days. The payoff, he said, would be less corruption and less tax evasion. Okay? He was right about the difficulties. Indians endured an acute cash shortage and massive lines at banks as they sought to exchange worthless notes for new currency, okay? So when people, what I I want you all to enter and understand, when they're going to roll out this digital currency, and think about it like the 1913 um, introduction to the Fed, Think about it when um, folks was turning in their gold in the 1933 U.S. bankruptcy and going from uh, every dollar being backed by gold to every dollar being literally now backed by nothing. Okay? That's how big this event is going to be with digital currency. All right? They don't have to play no games with, oh, do you maybe really want to perhaps, come on, pretty please use. They can simply be gangster with it like India was and say, you wake up out the bed and they say, okay, yeah, you know what? Uh, That cash you got, you better make it on over to your bank player and uh, get this digital wallet. Okay, go on and log into your account, whatever the case may be. It'll be better for you to log into your account. But if you, you, you know, you're not really messing with the internet like that, you can go on to the bank and get this transaction going. But please note, 
you go to the bank, it's going to be longer. But nonetheless, you can wake up out the bed and they tell you, if you got cash laying around, you're going to have to get in, get that uh, cash in your account, and you're going to have to set up your digital wallet, just like they did in India, okay? You got so many days to do it, okay? So if you miss this getting your stuff converted from cash over to digital dollars after the due date, then, baby, that, that's on you. That currency will no longer be operable, okay? So they can do it just that quick, all right? That's the nasty way of saying, okay, dude, look, do you want to spend your ends or not? <laughs> if you want to spend them, this is what you need to do. Or some people think they're going to use the incentive of, well, if you want to come on and do our pilot program, you know, we'll give you $3,000 to do the pilot program. And as part of the pilot program, you need to turn all your cash in. You need to do the digital wallet, la, 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 yada, 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 yada. But make no mistake about it. If they want you to move regarding your currency, they can get you to move. All right. Okay. So I'm just giving you this example of what they did in India in 2017, which was just recently. All right. So the banks, as they sought to exchange worthless notes for new currency, change was nearly impossible to find. Some businesses resorted to barter. Okay. So we also hear the other argument on this side of the coin. Well, we'll just barter. Okay. We'll just barter everything. Modi's 50 days have now passed, but as 1.3 billion shell-shocked Indians try to recover from the country's cash crisis, there are questions over whether their economy can do the same. All right? Uh, so I'm not going to go through all of this because, you know, who cares at this point? Um, but just just to show you this graph, because remember this was back in 2017, what India did. They banned 86.4% of cash. Okay? So I don't know what that is today. All right? So they show, you know, people standing in line, honey, trying to get their little cash in the bank to get it um, together. All right? So just looking at this graph, a uh, high level, value of cash banned, $14.2 Value of old rupee notes returned, $12.44 Values of replacement notes given to the public, $6 trillion. So what this is telling you is, the six trillion, let's be clear, that was meaning I brought in, let's say, a hundred dollars. And uh, let's say in this case they were banning a dollar. They're gonna ban a dollar, but they're gonna keep the five, the ten, uh, the fifty, and the hundred. But you need to turn in your dollar bills or they're gonna be worth it. So if I come in with one hundred single dollars because they're gonna be banned. And I didn't want to put it into a bank account. I wanted cash back. 
So they either give me uh, $20 or mix the bills up for me or give me a $100. So that's what this $6 trillion represents, okay? So out of the $14.2 trillion cash ban and the $12.44 trillion, only $6 trillion was given back as cash. $12.44 trillion was by default turned over to the banks. And that's those that have never worked with bank accounts before in India. That was their first introduction into a cashless or digital cash. Let's put it that way. Digital cash. That was their first introduction. So just to reiterate to you all to get prepared. What, where we are going with this, where they're going with this. And they finna kick it up in 2023. And I really believe by 2024, pretty much the world will be um, rolled on to it. And they're going to start by 2024 permanently locking it down and getting rid of all of these other currencies. Okay. That's what we're telling you what's going to happen. We're going to a cashless society. So what they did, all right, those of you that remember when debit cards first came out, let's be clear, that was the public's first introduction into a cashless society. Okay? So now I should have pulled the numbers, but of course I didn't think about it until I just said it. However long uh, the debit cards have come up with, uh, or been around rather, folks have been using the debit cards, this, that, and the third. And then they came in with the PayPals, and uh, now we have the Venmos, now we have the cash apps. Let's be clear. Those all were introductions and test grounds in getting the world accustomed to a cashless society. Okay? All right. So just wanted you to be aware that India, this is not India's first go around with some cash, honey. They already hit them up in 2017 and made most of the people, what, 86% um, account for their cash. Okay? So 86% of the cash in circulation, they want accounted for, right? So being up in them bank accounts, okay? Uh, so let's just real quick jump over to this. Uh, this is Tech Monitor. Came out yesterday. Nobody's using central bank digital currencies. India's piloting one in their way. The slow uptake of central bank digital currency in Africa and across the Caribbeans does not bode well for India's new digital currency. Now, peep game, they're telling you that they're doing it in Africa, they're doing it in Caribbean, right? And when we read the white paper that um, Nisi Poo brought to us, none of this is a surprise to us because we saw in that white paper where the world was behind the scenes testing a digital currency, okay? So, and which is why if they're saying they're going to have a slow uptick, 
Just because these nations are having a slow uptick doesn't mean they're not going to force them to still move to digital currency, all right? We already talked about how they force you to move to digital currency, all right? You either use what we put out there or you're not going to be bartering, uh, not even bartering, you're not going to be doing transactions uh, in the system, okay? All right, so CBDC are on the march from China to UAE, the Bahamas to Nigeria. Countries around the world have started trialing the use of central bank digital currencies as a way to translate their national fiat currency into a means of digital exchange. One of the drivers of these state-backed digital currencies is the dramatic decline of physical cash usage, which according to McKinsey has plunged approximately one-third in Europe between 2014 and 2021. The authority of digital payment is so strong because in extremes, they are redeemable through the public cash issued by central banks. As the popularity of physical money diminishes, however, the nexus could break down. As these payment systems become increasingly global, therefore central banks are eager to introduce the central bank digital currencies to reassert their roles as anchors of capital. And what I am telling you is, now their slant and what most people's slant is going to be, that it was some underground folk that came up with digital currency to rival the Federal Reserve System and that the Fed Reserve System did not want that to happen. So they started developing their own central bank currencies to compete with the digital currencies, so the stable coins, uh, the Bitcoins and the Ethereums, et cetera, et cetera, all right? That's what the public narrative is regarding digital currencies. What I am telling you is, it was, it's like the Wizard of Oz, okay? It was the wizard all along. So meaning, even that initial uh, digital currency introduction, in my opinion, it was the Fed's NIM and those decision makers all along that put that play in. All right, so such was the rationale of the Reserve Bank of India to officially begin piloting its own CBDC, CB, yeah, CBDC, the e-rupee last week. The product of the two years of research by the central bank, the RBI explained in a concept note published in October that the project will bolster India's digital economy, enhance financial inclusion, and make monetary and payment systems more efficient, okay? So now, just me knowing how big projects like this, what it takes to do them and run them, two years, I'm telling you now, they ain't just do this no two years, woke up out the bed, found out about this two years ago, and got all the way to the point now from two years ago where they're testing it out, telling you that's not how it works, okay? They were brought the blueprint 
They already had the blueprint of what needed to be built. Now, did they, you know, have a committee go off and do, quote, quote, the research, this, that, and the third, four, five, six? Yeah, because that's what you do when it's for show. But make no mistakes about it. This was already settled, okay? All right, so back by the state of India, yes, bank and IDC First Bank, the pilot will take place across select locations and groups across the country through a digital wallet offered by these institutions. There's only one problem. The actual popularity of CBDC and other democracies remains incredibly low. Okay, take Nigeria. It launched its own CBDC, the E-Nari, Nara, sorry, in uh, October 2021. Since then, adoption has been lackluster. Ten months after uh, the E-Nari launch, uh, the governor of Nigeria Central Bank admitted that the digital currency recorded just 200,000 transactions worth a total of $9.5 million. This stands in stark contrast to the estimate value of crypto transactions in the country, which totaled $20 billion between July 21st and June 2022, according to Chain Analysis. Uh, so the director at the investment bank of Renaissance Capital said that a lot of hope was also placed on um, the Nigerian currency, uh, digital currency, to circumvent foreign exchange shortages, but it currently does not address any of these basic use cases. As of May this year, just 80 retail merchants have signed up for the country's central bank digital currency, while as of last week, the total number of downloads for the digital currency app amounted to 500,000, equivalent to just 0.25% of Nigeria's population. A similar pattern has played out in the Caribbean, home to the uh, Bohemian sand dollar, Jamaica's jam, dex, and decash, used in eight islands across the region's eastern uh, littoral. While in Nigeria, the national debate surrounding the uptake of central bank digital currency has been dominated by the government's hostility to cryptocurrencies. The conversations across these island nations has been defined by how they could improve financial inclusion. Okay, so that's another um, point they're going to use, that going digital will also help other people that don't normally have a bank account, this, that, and a third, be in, included in um, the economy better, all right? An estimated 17% of Jamaicans and 18% of Bohemians, for example, remain unbanked, okay? that That's what they go, always going to use, all right, as a selling point for digital currency. Even so, only 3.4% of the former's Citizens have downloaded the Link app, while this figure is even lower for downloads of the Dcash and the Sand Dollar. Okay, um, so they're showing. So you can see 
Um, the Nigerian digital currency at 0.25%. Um, Blink app, that's something else they have. They have about 3% of the population. Dcash, they have uh, one, almost 2%. All right. Um, its prospective audience may have been unnerved by the many technical glitches that have affiliated CBDC in the region. In Jamaica, for example, onboarding merchants has proven embarrassingly difficult. While at the start of the year, Dcash went offline for two months after the uh, certificate for the network, which hosts the CBDC distributed ledger expired. Additionally, while the IMF praised the digital currency for its potential to foster financial inclusion, it encouraged the Bohemian government to accelerate its education campaigns and continue strengthening internal capacity, including on cybersecurity and oversight of the CBDC project to safeguard financial integrity. All right. So, in other words, the IMF saying, okay, so now what's the report on um, Jamaica? What's the uh, report on how's your pilot going on your digital currency? Where the system keeps crashing. All right, why the system keeps crashing? And then they get into specifics. Okay, well, how did that happen? So, basically, the IMF listening and saying, okay, with all, all that said, you better get your people trained up, all right? You better get some people in there, technical savvy, to get your system stood up because it's happening. And mark my words, behind the scenes, they're already going to line people up to come into uh, Jamaica and all these other nations that don't have the necessary um, tech heads or tech nerds to build it for them to get it built, all right? And I'm telling you what they're going to do is call on people from India because India is like the first go-to for outsourcing IT stuff. So they'll call on people from India and uh, companies from uh, the Americas will oversee the work. Bottom line, it's going to get done, okay? This is coming from the IMF, okay? Which sits over the Fed Reserve and them, all of that, okay? All right, so the IMF, World Bank, Vatican, just think of all of them as big daddies. If we say do it, you're going to do it, all right? The Fed Reserve moves based on what the IMF and uh, the World Bank says, okay? All right, so indeed, the only case of a CBDC performing above and beyond expectations has been the digital yuan. Okay, here we go with China, also known as the E. Child, why they name child? Look, um, why y'all name it that China too? E C N Y. People's Bank of China began trialing the digital currency in September 2021. Okay, see, I didn't know they had did it that early. Since then, transactions using CBDC have surpassed. 13.9 billion 
a success that some have attributed to its introduction into an economy where digital uh, digital payments have almost eclipsed those using cash and where cryptocurrencies are vigorously suppressed. Okay, so they already have their use case for a population, folks that have a high population, all right? China got a lot of people there, right? So China already out the gate was the test gay uh, nation, which which makes sense. I, I'm learning in this article. I didn't know China last year started trialing. So they already up to, what, 13.9 billion in transactions. So by default, China has already proved that you can go digital. All right? So that's what Big Daddy them wanted to hear. That's what IMF and World Bank them wanted to hear anyway. They wanted to hear that, which uh, they knew that <laughs> out the gate. Okay? So that's why the IMF can uh, tell Jamaica, oh, okay then. So you, now what now, baby? You said it crashed? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're going to do what? Okay? That's why IMF pretty much told Jamaica, all right, well, you need to get going, get people trained, this, that, and the third. And I'm telling you, if Jamaica can't find the necessary talent uh, to do it, uh, uh, India, China, their folks will be standing up their digital currency system. But it is going to happen, right? China's already proven that it can be done. Active promotion by the central government also hasn't hurt. A campaign outwardly premised on the role of digital yuan could play in reducing uh, systematic risk in the national payment system, but also some have speculated on the fact that it provides another opportunity for the state to peer into private individual transactions. Okay. So trust me, they all. Uh, this is where they're going in anyway. Okay, so let me do this. India is another case entirely. Here, the national conversation surrounding the launching of the digital rupee has been heavily defined by the government's hostility to cryptocurrencies, motivated by the perceived threat they pose. Sorry, to the stability of the country's financial system and their pervasive use in financial scams. And make no mistake about it, those, it may be some in the Indian government that's opposed to it because the people are opposed to it and, you know, their elected officials, what this, that, and the third, um, that's why they're opposed to it, but... Those particular higher up India government officials already know they have to do it. Okay. Earlier this year, for example, um, Satish, the founder of BitConnect, was indicted by the United States Department of Justice for orchestrating a global Ponzi scheme defrauding investors out of $2.4 billion. Okay. So we talked about this uh, last week. When I was talking about the uh, FTX 
a cryptocurrency trading platform that collapsed. I told you my spidey senses are telling me that even that was planned out and it was planned out. Now, this is just my personal opinion. And, and it was planned out to bring the necessary regulations that need to go into place for cryptocurrency, all right? So here, according to them, the reason the Indian government is against it uh, is because of scams, this, that, and the third. As such, the Indian government has attempted to use all the powers at its disposal to crush crypto, imposing a 30% tax on income derived from trading cryptocurrencies. An outright legal ban was squashed by the Supreme Court in 2018. Now, that's, that's interesting. Despite this, India remains a global leader in cryptocurrency adoption, ranking fourth globally, according to um, uh, China, whatever that is, analysis, and trading some $172 billion of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other coins in the year leading up to uh, June 2020. All right, so the crypto industry in India is booming. Amount of cryptocurrencies, currency value received July 21st through June 22nd. All right, so India, 172 billion. So you see Thailand is right. I'm surprised Thailand right behind them, huh? I'm surprised Vietnam is behind them. Uh, Australia, and then you have Singapore, then you have the Philippines, and you have Indonesia, then you have Malaysia, then you have Pakistan, and then you have uh, Kazakhstan. I know I'm butchering that, y'all. My bad. Okay. All right. Part of the reason for such high usage is down to the significant market for remittance across India, which the World Bank has estimated to be valued at $100 billion this year. More Indian expats are now turning to crypto for cross-border payments, eschewing established financial institutions that, the take, that take a hefty chunk of each transaction. A digital rupee might, it advocates hope offer consumers a state-sponsored alternative that isn't hostage to scams, outages, and extreme market volatility. Even so, researchers from PricewaterhouseCooper recently argued while the CBDC could theoretically facilitate faster remittance payments, that can only happen if other major economies collaborate on the necessary uh, infrastructure for it, okay? So again, they're like, okay, well, even if we decide to use it, what if the rest of the world don't use it? Then we can't use it. Well, I'm telling you that the rest of the world will use it. It's no ands, if, bits, ands, if, buts about it, okay? For now, though, the Indian government appears to be taking a... uh, cautious stance on rolling out the digital rupee, having restricted its pilot initially to the settlement of secondary market transactions in government securities. Its reception across India's banking sector has been tepid 
with fi- uh, financiers telling rut- rudders that settling such transactions using digital rupees is inefficient compared to traditional methods. I don't think once the pilot is con- concluded without any RBI pressures, banks will want to use it, said one private banker. Okay, none of that matters. We already know, I am telling you, they're not going to have a choice. Why aren't they going to have a choice? Because Big Daddy, World Bank, let me go back up, IMF said, oh, yeah, you're going to use it. Bottom line, okay? All right, Um. so... If the global track record of CBDC is anything to go by, neither to go by neither will Indian consumers. Okay, so um, they need to catch up on this tech monitor. You need to catch up because I'm telling you, they're gonna do it. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Um, anytime you can wake up out the bed and. Uh, the government tell you, you better turn in this particular currency for another currency by this date or that currency that we told you to turn in is going to be worthless and people do it. This is no different. Okay. So I just wanted to give you all the update. Again, uh, India's central bank, is piloting, okay? So again, India Reserve Bank of India put out their report, okay? And um, in their little report, it says, Government of India announced the launch of the digital rupee, a central bank digital currency from 2022-2023 onwards in the union budget placed in the parliament on February 1st, 2022. In the budget announcement, it was stated that the introduction of the CBDC will give a big boost to the digital economy, right? So this is coming from um, India's Reserve Bank of India or their central bank, all right? So I just wanted to, once again, fam, just let you know, uh, digital currency is already here. We are going to a cashless society. You're going to hear about more nations doing their pilots in 2023. Okay. I am speculating that in the U.S. it's going to come out more in the mainstream media. They're going to start talking more about digital currency, uh, about the uh, Fed, digital dollar. Um, They're going to go on their marketing campaign. And I say by 2024, They're going to uh, start rolling it out a lot more around the world, if not totally switching out cash in 2024, okay? So um, wanted to keep you all updated. And um, if this is all new to you, you can go back to the beginning of this series, uh, Gateway to a New Economy, when we go through all of this, we tell you the reasons why all of it is do- being done, yada, yada. Um, that's, you know, so there you have it, fam. 
So I just want to thank everyone for uh, your support and thank you for those that are tuning in to this. This is uh, Rhonda with WTUZ Radio Podcast. I'm going to wish you peace and love. I'm just going to rock out one last time with India's Central Bank digital currency video. All right? Because they pretty much laid it out. Okay, so let's go back and get it from them. Today is a historic day when India's central bank digital currency retail pilot is being launched for a closed user group. Globally, multiple nations are experimenting with the digital form of currency based on their respective motivations. With today's pilot launch of digital rupee, India has added another feather to its cap of being a front-runner in providing digital financial services in the world. You would be able to use digital rupee with the same confidence and trust which you placed while using physical bank notes issued by the Reserve Bank of India. Through the use of token-based digital rupee, citizens would be able to make or receive payments in currency in completely digital mode through a mobile app. This digital nature of rupee shall make the currency transactions easier, safer, faster and cheaper. The use of digital rupee is also expected to reduce the operational costs related to management of physical currency while also furthering financial inclusion in the Indian economy. Let us understand the journey of digital rupee for the common public, which will traverse the path from the Reserve Bank of India to your mobile app in seconds. Based on the requirement placed by banks, digital rupee will be created by RBI using latest technology and will be digitally issued to the banks in a secure manner. Customers will be able to place the request for digital rupee through the digital wallet in their mobile app provided by their banks. And the requested amount shall get credited to their digital rupee wallets. Thereafter, just like physical currency, users will be able to transact in digital rupee with other individuals and at merchant locations who are having the digital rupee wallet. Digital rupee shall bring together the trust reposed in the Reserve Bank of India and the benefits of emerging cutting-edge technologies. Going forward, RBI will also work towards achieving interoperability of digital rupee with other payment systems and bringing secure offline features for wider and more inclusive access of digital rupee in locations where internet connectivity is poor or not there. The pilot will cover few cities across India with select banks. It is a belief of RBI that use of digital currency shall further India's digital economy. We hope that all of us become a part of RBI's unique initiative and through use of digital rupee add a new dimension to our fast-evolving digital economy.